Hello and welcome to the Decorum Talking Newspaper for the week ending Saturday the 16th of December 2023. This week, Team 4 are bringing you the news. This is Andrew, the team leader, and your other readers are Jane, Graham and Jean. And your editor this week is Mary. Most of our news items are taken from the Hemel Hempstead, Berkhamsted and Tring Gazette and Express newspaper. All telephone numbers are on the local code of 01442 unless stated otherwise. The headlines this week are Cash Crunch at HCC, <coughs> Council Secures Funding for Pools, and Get in the Festive Spirit with Panto Season. These and other stories follow. Here is the news. Hello, this is Jane. Finance bosses at Hertfordshire County Council are reporting an expected overspend of 13.4 million by the end of the 2023-24 financial year. The estimate, based on data from the end of September, was reported to a meeting of the Council's Resources and Performance Cabinet panel on December the 1st. The County Council has already implemented a series of cost-cutting measures including a recruitment prioritisation freezing recruitment to all but essential roles. But even after the use of a 10 million contingency fund set aside as part of the 2023-24 budget plans, councillors were told there was a projected budget cap of 3.4 million. Head of Corporate Finance Scott Walker pointed to a 16.1 million projected overspend in children's services. And he particularly highlighted the financial pressures associated with independent placements for looked-after children and increased fostering costs as well as additional social care costs and home-to-school transport for SEND pupils. A Children's Services Action Plan has already been drawn up as part of a council-wide drive to balance the budget and all council departments have been asked to identify underspends. However, at the meeting, Mr Walker told councillors that it was now harder and harder for the council to identify underspends and that it was a challenging environment. He also noted that unfortunately, the government's autumn statement had not included additional funding for local government. The scale of the financial risks facing the county council were also highlighted at a meeting of the council's audit committee on November the 30th. And at that meeting, it was suggested that failure to deal with the financial challenges could lead to unplanned reductions in service delivery and an inability to meet future demands. The report prepared for the Audit Committee pointed to budget gaps in the future. The latest refresh of the IP has identified significant budget gaps for 2024-25 and future years, said the report. This means the financial risk is now very real and solutions need to be developed quickly over the autumn to enable the Council to publish a balanced budget for 2024-25. Hello, I'm Graham. <coughs> Decorum Borough Council has secured government funding to support the running costs of two swimming pools in the area. Hemel Hempstead Leisure Centre and Burke Hempstead Leisure Centre will receive money from the government. 
The Coram Borough Council confirmed it has received £122,231 under the government's Swimming Pool Support Fund. The authority announced £74,765 is going to Hemel Hempstead Leisure Centre and £47,466 to Burke Hempstead Leisure Centre. It says the money will be used to cover energy costs at the two sites that are run by everyone active on behalf of the authority. Money has been made available to councils across the country in response to the rising energy costs. It will also address maintenance costs, heating and poor chemical observations. Councillor Sharon Wilkie said, We are delighted that our application for funding was successful. In accordance with the funding terms, this will go towards essential utility costs at both leisure facilities in Berkhamsted and Hemel Hempstead. Swimming pools are vital community spaces, from teaching our children to swim to providing a safe space for people of all ages to exercise regularly. Over 100 local authorities were awarded a share of £20 million allocated by the government for the scheme Sports Minister Stuart Andrew added. Leisure centres and pools are vital for millions of people to stay fit and healthy and we know that many public swimming pools are experiencing greater pressure due to increased operating costs. We have heard their concerns and have stepped in to help them make ends meet with 20 million immediate relief and a further 40 million pounds to help improve sustainability of public swimming pools over the long term. This is part of our support for grassroots sports facilities with more than 400 million pounds in order to achieve our ambitious target of getting 3.5 million more people active by 2030. Data provided by the government showed that nearly 200 leisure centres would see a percentage of the money. The national governing body, Swim England, recently released a report showing that participation can lead to improved communities, skills and education. Hello, this is Jean. Santa's on his sleigh. Santa has already started his tour of Tring and surrounding villages which ends on the 17th of December this year. Wave from a window or pop outside to say hello. All donations will help to fund the local hospice care this Christmas, going to Rennie Grove and Peace Hospices. As well as Tring, Santa will appear in Cheddington, Pitstone, Village and Castlemead and Marlsworth. Santa is visiting the streets of Berkhamsted until the 18th of December when he will have to start his journey back to the North Pole. Santa is supported each night by helpers from local charities and PTAs who will benefit from public donations. Santa's visits are organised by Berkhamsted Rotary Club. You can find details about the club and Santa's routes at berkorotary.org. The Rotary's motto is Service Above Self and this year Berkhamsted Rotary has donated over £50,000 to charities including the Pepper Foundation, the Hospice of St Francis, Rennie Grove Peace Hospice, Open Door, Hartshung Homeless, Chilton's Neuro Centre, Dens, The Swan Project, Hackrow, Decorum Community Trust, Playskill, Tools for Self-Reliance, WorkAid, Ukraine Support, Afghan Support, Stroke Association, the First Berkhamsted Scouts and One Impossible Thing. 
a charity recently formed by Fiona Falks, which recycles used trainers for the benefit of homeless and economically challenged local people. A police officer who went by the names Chris Casanova and Danger has lost his job after telling his female colleagues they were worldies and hot. PC884 Christopher Kelly of Hertfordshire Constabulary said in a training session one female officer from another class had a banging body but an ugly face, one of the allegations which a police misconduct panel found proved in a hearing in November. According to one woman named in a reporter's Witness 2, PC Kelly took her notebook out of her rucksack while she was wearing it and said, Ah, Witness 2, I know your surname now. The misconduct report details a catalogue of incidents dated between May the 3rd and July the 28th, 2022. Panel members found he had positioned himself facing Witness 2 in the Bleep Test Fitness Challenge, described her as a rocket, and, while speaking to her through an open car window, looked at her crotch and legs. Some of his victims appeared to brush off his behaviour, the panel's ruling read, but at least one, Witness 2, described the impact that his behaviour was having on her, on one occasion not attending a bleep test because she knew Kelly was going to be there and making her feel like she did not want to come to work. The report adds PC Kelly also positioned himself facing another colleague, Witness 1, in a bleep test. He described Witness 4 and a fifth female colleague as absolute worldies on the 23rd of May 2022. The Hertfordshire Constabulary Officer made a habit of parking his car close to Witness 4 at the Gosling Sports Centre in Welling Garden City, said he would sleep with her, and in a conversation about the bleep test, said to her, I bet you have great stamina elsewhere. I bet you could go for hours. PC Kelly admitted using the phrases worldy and 10 out of 10 to describe female colleagues. The officer also admitted positioning himself next to witnesses 1 and 2, but claimed he stood where there was available space and for no ulterior motive. The report notes, Kelly said that it had not been his purpose or intention to behave in a way which would violate the dignity of or create an intimidating, hostile, degrading, humiliating or offensive environment for his female colleagues. The panel found proved all except one listed allegation that he had asked for a person's name, number and bra size while at the Gosling Sports Centre. In their decision report, the misconduct panel detailed some evidence from the witnesses. Witness 1's statement recounted that Kelly had a number of nicknames, Chris Casanova, Danger and Predator Kelly, that his colleagues had given him and that he loved and was proud of them. Andrew Hearn, the panel chair, wrote, The panel considered this to be a serious case of a repeated misogyny and inappropriate behaviour towards female officers, which occurred in their workplace where they should feel safe and free from any form of harassment, including from persistent unwanted attention. PC Kelly was dismissed without notice, but had already tendered his resignation with 28 days' notice on October the 19th, 2023. Hertfordshire Chief Constable Charlie Hall said there is no place for the likes of Kelly in Hertfordshire Constabulary. Abuse towards women perpetrated by a police officer in whatever setting and whether on or off duty will always harm public confidence in policing and is counter to the values of modern policing and the standards of professional behaviour. <coughs> 
I take reassurance that Kelly's entirely inappropriate behaviour was recognised by his colleagues, both male and female, at an early stage during training and they had the courage to call it out and report it. A man has been killed in a suspected hit and run on the M1. Police found his body close to the hard shoulder on the northbound carriageway of the M1 between junctions 4 and 5 on Monday, December the 4th. They believe he may have been struck by a vehicle that did not stop sometime between 4.30am on Sunday and 2.30pm on Monday. The road was closed while police investigated the scene, reopening at around 8.30pm on Monday. Detective Inspector Gary Webb from the Bedfordshire, Cambridgeshire and Hertfordshire Road Policing Unit said, We want to hear from anybody who saw what happened or has information that can help. We believe a number of cars stopped when the collision occurred and we are particularly keen to hear from the driver of a white Mercedes. You can report information online via Hearts, dot police dot uk or call the non-emergency number 101 alternatively you can contact crime stoppers anonymously on 0800 triple five triple one or via their untraceable form on crime stoppers uk dot org a man required surgery after he was assaulted in a pub in Hemel Hempstead. The man, who was attacked by another man outside the Top of the Well pub, required facial surgery and was taken to hospital after the incident. Hertfordshire Constabulary has confirmed the attack took place near the venue on Warners End Road between 10pm and midnight on Friday the 6th of October. Police officers arrested a 30-year-old man from Hemel Hempstead in connection to the incident. He was cuffed on suspicion of wounding with intent to do grievous bodily harm. He has since been released on police bail while inquiries continue. On Friday, December 8th, Hertfordshire Constabulary launched a new appeal for information. Detective Constable Samantha Pearson from the local crime unit said, Our inquiries are continuing and I am urging anyone with information to please get in touch. We know the pub will have been busy at this time on a Friday night and there could be several witnesses who haven't yet spoken to police. If you were in the area at the time and saw what happened or have information that could assist our investigation, please get in touch. You can email me directly at samantha.pearson at hearts.police.uk with any information, no matter how small or insignificant you think it may be. Information can also be submitted to the police online or by calling the non-emergency number 101 quoting crime reference 41 slash 81873 slash 23. Police can, sorry, people can report information anonymously to Crime Stoppers by calling 0800 555 111. A transporter was stolen overnight from a popular park in Hemel Hempstead. A horse carrier was parked outside Gaybridge Park overnight between the times of 7pm on Wednesday, November the 15th 
and 7am on Thursday, November the 16th, the box disappeared. Hertfordshire Constabulary launched an appeal to find the missing transporter. The vehicle was captured on ANPR cameras in Dunstable, Bedfordshire, the police force says. PC Tom Winter of the Decorum Intervention Team said, I'm appealing to anyone who has information about the vehicle that has been taken from Gadebridge Park. Additionally, if you live in the area and remember seeing something suspicious, please contact me via tom.winter at hearts.police.uk. Information can also be reported to the police by calling 101, quoting crime reference 41 stroke 91673 stroke 23. Councillors have agreed a package of measures designed to cut the costs of the Family Support Service by £432,000 a year. Currently, the service operates from a network of family centres across the county, offering advice and support for families with young children. But as part of the cost-cutting plans, 25 of these centres, said to be used mainly as office or storage space, will be de-designated. And there are plans to charge for some of the service's group activities, which may include sessions such as rhyme time or stay and play activities. Council officials have already consulted on the plans which are designed to cut costs when the service is recommissioned, and on December 4th they were agreed by a meeting of the Council's Cabinet. At the meeting, Executive Member for Children, Young People and Families, Councillor Fiona Thompson, stressed that the premises that were, that were being de-designated do not currently deliver services to families and wouldn't be appropriate for service delivery. And she said, this is not about reducing the services that we deliver to families and that's a very important thing to highlight and to reassure residents. Meanwhile, Where there was charging for services, she also said there would be a policy for concessions. Backing the proposals at the meeting of the Cabinet, Council Leader Councillor Richard Roberts pointed to the need for the family centres, and he said that the changes would offer a sustainable way forward. We know that post-Covid, in the way that we work, in the way we socialise, in the way that we interact, there is probably more need for family centres than ever before, said Councillor Roberts. And preparing children, supporting families to get ready for school is absolutely the right thing to do and a real focus on that on those under five. So I welcome these deliberations. I know there are savings to be made here. But I do think for this future contract, this gives us a solid, sustainable way forward. And continuing from the previous item... Under the current contract, the Family Support Service operates a network of 71 family centres. Just 10 of these, one in each of the county's 10 districts, are staffed between 8am and 6pm, Monday to Friday. And these will continue to operate as usual under the new plan. The remaining 61 family centre premises are currently only open when they are in use. The 25 earmarked for de-designation are not used regularly for group events because they are reported to be in the wrong place, too small or not accessible to families. Galley Hill Family Centre in Hemel Hempstead, which is said to be too small for groups, had been earmarked initially for closure. 
but in a change to the original plan it will now remain as a family centre due to the extensive use of the site by health visitors. At the meeting of the Cabinet, Councillor Tom Thompson also highlighted a number of other recommended changes identified through the consultation. She said they now included plans to look at a single sign-up for family centre service users and continued work with families known to the service beyond a child's fifth birthday. Face-to-face -face delivery would remain the priority, she said, with some virtual provision being added because parents now want to be able to access face-to-face -face and online support. And public health nursing and the family support service would work together, she said, to ensure the family centre service is fully integrated, with a no-wrong-front-door attitude to access. She also said the service would have a key focus in supporting parents and carers whose children have special educational needs. The current contract to deliver the family support service, councillors were told, will end in 2024-25. Councillors have been busy analysing the results from the Community Infrastructure Levy Expenditure Consultation. Find out more at tring.gov.uk and planning where to invest in the town over the coming months. A new working party is considering projects ranging from high street improvements to a possible community garden at Bourbon. Climate action is now on the ordinary council meeting agenda every month and the council is continuing to investigate recycling bins for the town, not as straightforward as you might think, and is moving forward on developing green planning criteria and a climate action plan. The planning department has requested a traffic survey in relation to plans for the Nora Grace Hall and the council will be proceeding with that over the coming weeks. Pendley Manor has launched the new Rose Garden Grand Suite giving guests the opportunity to indulge in large-scale events all in the middle of a peaceful forest glade in 35 acres of rural Hertfordshire. With the rising demand for event space from corporate events to weddings to celebrations, particularly post-Covid, Penley Manor's new space was built to accommodate exactly this. Situated adjacent to Penley Manor's Rose Garden, the suite has been named because the views from the windows are directed towards the gardens, the romantic steps into the woodlands and Grand Manor House in the background. Planning permission has been granted for a further phase of development at Prologis Park, Hemel Hempstead. This is as a result of collaboration between leading owner, developer and investor of logistics properties, Prologis UK, and Decorum Borough Council. The next wave of development will see five new units being built within Maylands Business Park, which is already home to a number of businesses, including Hermes and Vitabiotics. Prologis UK and Decorum Borough Council have worked closely over recent years to deliver large-scale and complex logistics property developments to the area. Prologis Park, Hemel Hempstead, has played an important role in supporting logistics and supply chain operations in the southeast. Once complete, it will see the park grow by more than 280,000 square feet, with the new units ranging from between 19,000 to 75,000 square feet. 
The granting of planning permission for this next phase of development forms part of a drive to deliver long-term, high-quality infrastructure in line with the Think Hemel initiative, a vehicle to promote and drive investment for the town. All of the new units have been designed with customer needs and sustainability in mind and will feature unique brise soleil cladding. In line with Prologis UK's sustainability commitments, the units will all include a rooftop solar array, target an EPC A+, and Bream Outstanding rating, as well as being net zero carbon in construction. And Bream is a sustainability rating system used to evaluate buildings' environmental performance for both construction projects and existing buildings. Once complete, the new units will support the delivery of an additional £7 million of social value to the local area. Construction is planned to start in the first quarter of 2024 and is due to be complete in the first quarter of 2025. Caroline Musker, Head of Planning, Prologis UK, said, Gaining permission for our expansion to Prologis Park, Hemel Hempstead, is an example of what a truly effective partnership can look like. Over the years of working with Decorum Borough Council, we have formed a deep understanding of what each other wants, resulting in the ability to deliver seamless packages of work. It's a privilege to be developing in such a great urban location and to be part of a growing community. We look forward to seeing the units come out of the ground in 2024. Hertfordshire County Council is owed a staggering £60 million in overdue payments it has been revealed. And Liberal Democrat Councillor Tim Williams has suggested there should be a bit more focus on collecting those debts that are three months or more overdue. Councillor Williams made the remarks at a meeting of the Council's Resources and Performance Cabinet Panel. At that meeting, data was presented that showed at the end of September the Council was owed a total of £90.5 million which is 7.2 million higher than three months earlier. Of that 31.7 million is not yet overdue, and 10.8 million is overdue by less than a month. However, 42.5 million is overdue by three months or longer, and of that, 28.6 million has been outstanding for at least nine months. Councillor Williams said he found the council's debt position very high and he said this 42.5 million debt owed that is over three months past its due date should be given more focus with attention to getting this 42 million back to address the 3 million deficit. Councillor Williams suggested that if collected it could reduce borrowing costs for the council or increase investment opportunities. In response, Head of Corporate Finance Scott Walker said he agreed that the Council's debt position was high and he indicated that it was coming under greater focus. Detailing the debt position, he suggested that around 40% was associated with the Council's health partners and he said the Council was beginning to work more effectively by using payment portals that would bring that debt in much quicker. He suggested another 40% related to the Council's social care clients, and he acknowledged that this could be a complex and tricky debt to collect. Boxmore yoga teacher Maria Oliver 
has published a book that helps to teach children phonics using yoga poses. She said, last year, Hodder Education approached me asking if I'd write a chair yoga phonics book. It was great fun coming up with a storyline that could include yoga poses as well as incorporating the required phonics sounds. The musician's mission is about Marv, a wheelchair user, and his friend Maya, who have to use yoga poses to help a magical musician round up some missing animals. It was important to me that everyone in the story performs the chair yoga version of poses, whether they are able to stand or not, and that Marv is able to wheel himself independently in his wheelchair. I love that my book is helping children to read as well as encouraging them to move and find their inner calm. The site of a former care home in Abbots Langley that has been earmarked for residential development can be sold off, councillors have decided. County Council-owned Margaret House Care Home has not been used since October 2020 and according to council officials it would need significant capital expenditure to be used for service purposes. On December the 4th, a meeting of the Council's Cabinet heard that plans for 27 new homes on the site had already been drawn up by Hearts Living Limited, HLL, the Council's own development subsidiary, and councillors determined that the site could be declared surplus and could be disposed of to Hearts Living Limited or on the open market. According to the report presented to the Cabinet, the 51-bed care home had been operated by Quantum Care Limited, but the company terminated the lease due to the quality of the accommodation, and since then the site has been vacant. Officers say that the site is subject to significant ongoing and repetitive holding costs, and that use of the site would require significant capital expenditure and may still not meet requirements. Meanwhile, Hearts Living Limited has drawn up plans that would include four two-bed and six three-bed houses, as well as 11 one-bed flats and six two-bed. At the meeting, it was reported that negotiations to dispose of the site to HLL were already underway. The proposal to dispose of the site was previously considered by a meeting of the Council's Resources and Performance Cabinet plan Panel, where it was backed unanimously. At that meeting, councillors did suggest the Council should look at whether assets developed by HLL should be leased or rented rather than sold. It is right to say that this item came through my panel just on Friday, and the recommendation to sell the asset to HLL was approved unanimously, he said. But a further point fell out of the conversation at my panel, which is the extent to which it might always be right to dispose of an asset, rather than to lease it or rent it out. So we have agreed, subject to Cabinet today, that we will look at that at some time in the future. Now we come to the information slot. This is followed by the obituaries, what's on, and more news items. Now here is a reminder of a very useful service provided by Community Action Decorum called Door to Store. This service provides older or disabled people who have difficulties in using public transport with safe, reliable and accessible transport to a local supermarket. The service involves 
picking people up from their homes and taking them to local supermarkets, an opportunity to meet friends and catch up with other shoppers over a drink in the cafe, a volunteer to support shoppers around the store with their shopping and help bring shopping to your front door, and helping you remain independent in your own home. You can find out more about where and when the service runs by phoning 253-935 from Monday to Friday, 9am to 3pm, or you can email reception at communityactiondecorum, that's all one word, .org.uk. Community Cars solves transport problems for less mobile people in decorum. A team of volunteers use their own cars in their free time to drive passengers to their destinations. The service is for anyone who can't use public transport or taxis due to mobility or medical reasons, either permanent or temporary. Anybody using a wheelchair must be able to self-transfer to the car or take a relative or friend to assist them. All journeys will be considered, including hospital, doctor or dental appointments, visits to sick friends or relatives, day centres and clubs, community centres, libraries, hairdressers. How much does it cost? The minimum charge for a journey is £7. How to book? The Community Cars office is open five days a week, Monday to Friday, 9am to 3pm. Telephone 212-888 or email C for Charlie, T for Tango, admin at communityactiondecorum.org.uk. The obituaries in the Gazette this week are Sheila Ann Nichols, sadly passed away on Sunday 19th of November, aged 80 years. She will be dearly missed by her family and friends. A funeral service will take place at All Saints Church, Long Marston, on Thursday the 21st of December at 11.30am. All inquiries to go to R. Metcalf Funeral Directors, 18A High Street, Tring, HP 23 5AH, telephone 828394. And Margaret Savage died aged 89 on the 6th of December. For 62 years, beloved wife of John, wonderful mother to Michael, Helen and Rocky, a much-loved mother-in-law and grandmother. Funeral on Friday the 22nd of December at 1pm, Beerton Crematorium, Aylesbury. May they all rest in peace. And what's on? Cinderella at the Palace Theatre in Watford until the 31st of December 2023. Cinderella loves music. Every night she dances alone in her room. Actually, it's a cellar and gets lost in the music. That is, until her dodgy CD Walkman gives out. Meanwhile, over at the palace, the king vows to throw the party of the century in a bid to find the Prince of Pinna a wife. Meanwhile, with Cinderella's stepmother hell-bent on her daughters Brittany and Christina marrying up, she sees this as their golden opportunity. For tickets, call 01923 225 671 or email sales at 
Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs is on at Aylesbury Waterside Theatre until Wednesday the 3rd of January 2024. Tickets are available at atgtickets.com slash Aylesbury with a booking fee or call 0844-871-7615. And Jack and the Beanstalk is on at the Court Theatre Tring from Thursday the 28th of December to the 7th of January 2024. Various performances packed with fun and laughter for the whole family and all done without a single TV celebrity anywhere in sight. For details, courttheatre.co.uk. And continuing the panto season, there are three more to choose from. Cinderella is also on at the Milton's Milton Keynes Theatre until the 14th of January. Much-loved comedian, TV and music theatre star Brian Conley leads the cast of this year's festive extravaganza at Milton Keynes Theatre, making a triumphant return as Buttons after performing at the venue in pantomime in 2017. Join Cinders as she transforms from rags to riches, outwits her very wicked stepsisters and with the help of her hilarious friend and one very magical fairy godmother meets her prince charming expect laughs galore stunning scenery beautiful costumes and plenty of boos and hisses visit atgtickets.com milton forward slash milton keynes to book Secondly, Beauty and the Beast is on at the Eric Morecambe Centre in Harpenden until December the 30th. When the prince is cursed to live as a beast in his magical castle, his only hope is to find true love before the last petal falls. Visit the-emc.co.uk or call 01582-767-525. To book. And lastly, Peter Pan, a pantomime sequel, is on at the Alban Arena in St Albans until New Year's Eve. Coronation Street's Chris Gascoigne, CBB's Maddie Moat, and St Albans' favourite Ian Kirkby star in this new pantomime adventure. Visit alban-arena.co.uk to book. And films at the cinema this week include... Spirited Sing-Along, a comedy, Godzilla Minus One, an action film, The Shift, a thriller, The Three Musketeers Milady, an action film, What Happens Later, a comedy, Wonka, a comedy, Eileen, a drama, Elf, 20th Anniversary, a comedy, Wish, an action animation, Napoleon, an action drama, Saltburn, a drama, The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, an action-adventure film, and finally The Marvels, an action film. All popular films are provided to Cineworld with an audio description track. Please mention your requirements at the time of booking. Music. Christmas Carol Services. On Sunday the 17th of December, St Mary's Putnam at 3.30pm, St Peter and St Paul Tring at 4pm, St John the Baptist Aldbury 6pm. 
An outdoor carol service on Wednesday the 20th of December at St Peter and St Paul Tring at 7pm. On Saturday 23rd of December at St Peter's Church Berkhamsted at 7.30pm the Children Chamber Choir Christmas Concert perform Handel's Messiah. Tickets £18 in advance from ChiltonChamberChoir.com or £20 on the door. On Sunday 24th of December, a Christmas carol concert at the Forge Car Park Tring at 6.30pm. Tring Lions Club concert featuring the Vale Symphonic Wood Band. Details at tringlions.org.uk And comedy, a future date, Monday the 22nd of January 2024 at 8pm. The Cellar Club, the Old Town Hall, High Street, Hemel Hempstead, HP13AE. The act is Dan Antopoloski and Otis Cannelloni with a compare Bennett Aaron. Price is £10, duration is about an hour and a half plus an interval, with an age guidance of 18 plus. Please contact OTH Box Office at decorum.gov.uk. A couple of future dates for your diary. There's a Christmas tree collection to support a local hospice on Saturday the 6th of January and Sunday the 7th of January. Every January, teams of volunteers collect Christmas trees to be recycled in the following postcodes. HP1, HP2, HP3, HP4 and HP23. You don't need to be in on the day. Simply leave your tree outside your house on the Friday evening before the collection weekend and you can even specify exactly where your tree will be during registration. The Hospice of St Francis would welcome a donation for the collection of your tree. By supporting the Christmas tree collection, you are ensuring that the Hospice of St Francis can continue to be there for people in the community when they need help the most. Ever wondered what happens to a recycled Christmas tree? Well, it gets turned into chippings, which improve soil quality and organic fertilisers. The chippings are then used by local farms, which is great for their produce. Contact stfrancis.org.uk to arrange collection. Or the Scouts also lead the way on Christmas tree recycling. Berkhamsted Scouts will be helping residents recycle their real Christmas trees this year. To encourage tree recycling, Decorum's Waste Services team are again setting up a shredding machine in Water Lane Car Park, Berkhamsted, for one day only on Sunday the 7th of January 2024. Helping local citizens to recycle their Christmas trees are the various scout groups from Berkhamsted and the surrounding area, coordinated by the first Berkhamsted scout group. First Berkhamsted Group has organised a tree collection service for over 15 years where Christmas trees are picked up from people's houses and taken to the shredding site. This year five other local scout groups are also helping. First Gossam's End, First North Church, First Pot and End, First Little Gaddiston and 15 Explorer Group. Tree collections can be booked and paid for in advance at first the digit one st berkhamsted.org.uk 
forward slash trees. The deadline for online bookings is midnight, 6th January. Alternatively, between 9 a.m. and 3 p.m. on Saturday, 6th of January, customers can buy a prepaid collection tag, cash or card accepted, at the Scout Christmas Tree store on Berkhamsted High Street. More news items include this update regarding Luton Airport. The plans to increase passenger capacity at London Luton Airport to 19 million a year have been approved. While Luton Borough Council's Development Management Committee initially approved the plans to increase passenger capacity from 18 million to 90 million a year, as well as amend day and night noise contours, a local inquiry was held early this year to review relevant aspects of the plans. The inspectorate decided to greenlight the proposal subject to conditions. While they agreed that the increase in flights along with travel by staff and passengers to and from the airport could increase greenhouse gas emissions, they stated that the airport's owner was committed to a sustainability strategy across the airport. Following the outcome of the inquiry, Hemel Hempstead MP Sir Mike Penning criticised the decision during a parliamentary debate, saying the increased noise and pollution will affect the people of Hertfordshire and not the people of Luton who get all the financial benefits. The decision to allow increased number of flights, the expansion will almost double Luton Airport, was fundamentally opposed by me, other local MPs and residents, and it will be a very sad day when it goes ahead. Victoria Collins, Liberal Democrat parliamentary candidate for Harpenden and Berkhamsted, said the government's decision to expand passenger numbers at Luton Airport is an insult to our local communities concerned about climate change, plagued by aircraft noise and air pollution and the strain on our local infrastructure. Luton Airport, supported by Luton Council, made this application retrospectively because they had already breached legal noise and passenger limits in 2019 and wanted to press on. Despite the admission that there will be more emissions from aircraft and ground transport and that air quality will be adversely impacted as a result of this expansion, the Secretaries of State have approved an expansion anyway. Plans for a second terminal, which could see passenger numbers up to 32 million a year, are still in the pipeline. This proposal is being considered by inspectors as part of national infrastructure planning. Its examination stage is set to finish in February 2024. And Tring Charities Almshouses in Tring are offering one and two bedroom bungalows to let. For people who currently live in Albury, Longmaston, Marsworth, Pittstone, Puttenham, Tring, Wigington or Wilston, applicants, one of whom must be aged over 55, must not own their own home or have significant savings. Applicants will be asked to supply personal financial information to prove their beneficial status. The average weekly maintenance contribution, equivalent to rent for housing benefit purposes, is £118 for a one-bedroom property and £140 for a two-bedroom property. If you'd like to be considered for the accommodation, please telephone Elaine Winter, Secretary to the Trustees, on 827913, weekday office hours only, for an application form or email info at tringcharities.co.uk.
Runny Grove Peace Hospice Care has launched a compassionate cafe. The cafe will run on the first Wednesday of the month from 1.30 to 3pm and provide a space for local people who have been affected by bereavement or any kind of loss to meet others by coming together for a cuppa and a chat. Each session is run by volunteers who are on hand to welcome and speak to attendees. It will have an informal structure guided by the needs of the people attending. The hospice charity is working in partnership with Wigington Community Shop and Cafe and their volunteers have been trained by the hospice to help provide a welcoming space. Hemel Hempstead Crematorium has been chosen as a finalist in the 2024 Civic Trust Awards, a ceremony which celebrates great buildings and designs that are eco-friendly, easy for everyone to use, and make towns and cities better places to live. The Civic Trust Awards, known for honouring outstanding architectural and design achievements, have identified Hemel Hempstead Crematorium among the regional finalists, marking a significant acknowledgement of its exceptional attributes. This prestigious nomination highlights the crematorium's unique design elements and its commitment to providing a serene and inclusive space for mourners. The site is situated within the picturesque Green Belt south of Hemel Hempstead and boasts a design that maximises natural light and scenic views, using the surrounding landscape as a poignant backdrop for the chapel. The Hemel Hempstead Crematorium team are eagerly anticipating the announcement on the 8th of January to learn if it will be named a national, international winner or highly commended. Find out more at civictrustawards.org.uk. Now for some local sports news. Hemel Storm returned to winning ways with an impressive 92-60 victory against the City of Birmingham Rockets in what was the final home game of 2023. An exceptional first 15 minutes of the game proved to drive the home side into a comfortable lead, leaving the visitors from the West Midlands with no response to Storm's high intensity. From the first action of the game, it was clear to see the team who were in the ascendancy. The reliable Hakim Silla was dominating in the paint against his opposite number, Commonwealth gold medalist Orlan Jackman. A couple of triples from Kiwi Braden Inger was an ominous sign of things to come and alongside intense defence, particularly from Tez Allen, forced coach Nuno Rodriguez of the Rockets into an early timeout. Despite the attempt to stop Storm's momentum, the hunger of the home side remained, defending as a unit and capitalising off mistakes from the Rockets, who struggled to form any scoring runs. This gave Storm a 28-15 lead at the end of the quarter. If there were any hopes from the visitors that Storm would slow down their impressive run, they swiftly diminished as the hosts crafted together a 12-4 run, but they started to relax with complacency starting to slip through and what could have been a 35-plus point lead at half-time was 25, as Storm went into the half-time break, leading 48-23. The third quarter saw the away side, who came out with nothing to lose, implementing a full-court press on Storm to force the home side into mistakes. The game finished 92-60, with Storm taking an important victory and a boost going into the final game of 2023 away at Nottingham Hoods on Saturday. Top scorers 
Braden Inger, 26, Hakim Silla, 22, and Seth Swalve, 14. Storm's first home game of 2024 is on January the 6th when current league leaders Essex Rebels visit the Storm Dome at 7pm. Ella Kingston began her netball journey with Mighty Netballers, which run sessions in Tring, when she was six. Now aged 13, she plays club netball at least five times a week and is completely obsessed. She plays in a regional youth league and has recently gone into Saracen Maverick's Futures programme, a huge achievement in a very competitive environment. Ella has ADHD, which can bring challenges to everyday life. Netball has had an extremely positive impact on Ella and her whole family. Mum Rebecca explained how playing sport, team sport has given Ella so much confidence, resilience and ambition, as well as learning key skills that help manage her ADHD, such as patience, perseverance and accountability. Having ADHD has meant that Ella often struggled when something wasn't, in her eyes, as it should be, such as an umpire's decision in a match. Over time, learning and accepting that sporting decisions are objective and sometimes variable has helped in so many other key areas of Ella's life. Perhaps the biggest gain of all has been meeting the most incredible group of friends. Meeting netball friends at Mighty Netball throughout her primary years greatly eased Ella's transition to secondary school by having a ready-made friendship group from day one. Mighty Netball has been running netball sessions since 2017 in Tring, a non-competitive, inclusive and welcoming organisation championing and actively promoting grassroots sport. Mighty Netball welcomes all children. Co-founder Corrine and assistant coach Lucy aim to make the session engaging and fun for all. Find out more at mightynetball.co.uk Berkhamstrad contractor Brit Ponds is a double award winner this year in the Aquascape Inc. Global Pondemonium Awards for the UK region. It was awarded UK Certified Aquascape Contractor of the Year 2023 and UK Business of the Year 2023. The latter was especially meaningful to us, being a husband and wife team who are building up this business during a cost of living crisis. We still managed to attract the judges' attention in the US for our business strategies for high quality water features and customer satisfaction and our eco-friendly sustainable operations, said Daniel Windley. This is the first time a UK business has been named a double award winner. And this week in history. December 15, 1890, Chief Sitting Bull, Sioux leader, was shot dead in a scuffle with United States Indian police. On this day last year, the final three episodes of the Duke and Duchess of Sussex's controversial documentary dropped on Netflix. December 16, 1653, Oliver Cromwell made himself Lord Protector, becoming an uncrowned king for the next four years. On this day last year, Twitter suspended accounts of multiple journalists who wrote about Elon Musk. 
December 17, 1983, an IRA car bomb killed three police officers and three Christmas shoppers outside Harrods in London's Knightsbridge. On this day last year, wildlife cameraman Hamza Yassin won Strictly Come Dancing with his professional partner, Yuwita Pristal. December 18, 2014, great train robber Ronnie Biggs died aged 84. On this day last year, Argentina beat France to win the World Cup. December 19, 1981, the Penley lifeboat Solomon Brown was lost with her crew of eight off Cornwall. On this day last year, Elon Musk vowed to abide by the results of a public online poll asking Twitter users if he should step down as head of the social media platform. December 20th, 1928, Harry Ramsden started his fish and chip restaurant in a hut in Guiseley near Leeds. A company has been prosecuted for failing to keep an area of land free from waste and allowing beans to overflow regularly in Royden Court, Hemel Hempstead. On the 22nd November 2023 at St Albans Magistrates Court, Salmicas Limited pleaded guilty to breaching a community protection notice between November 2022 and June 2023. Salmicas Limited was ordered to pay a total of £8,280 pounds 55 pence which consisted of a 3,609 pound fine 3,227 pound 55 pence costs and a victim surcharge of 1,440 pounds magistrates heard that at various points between may 2022 and june 2023 our public health enforcement officers attended the area in royden court hemel hempstead They found the area scattered with litter and bins overflowing, creating an environment for pests and vermin. The officers issued a warning and a community protection notice, but no action was taken to resolve the issues by the company. The defendant was then issued with a fixed penalty notice. However, despite paying the fixed penalty notice, no action was taken to resolve the problem. We then pursued the matter through the courts. Magistrates have ordered a decorum resident to pay £866 for dropping a cigarette butt in Hemel Hempstead. On the 26th of July 2022, Nicholas Smith of Evans Road in Hemel Hempstead was seen by a district enforcement enviro crime officer dropping and leaving a cigarette butt in London Road, Hemel Hempstead. She was issued with a fixed penalty notice an FNPN of £80 for the offence, but no payment was made. Using the single justice procedure, Smith was prosecuted for the offence on 9th of January 2023 at East Berkshire Magistrates Court in Slough. However, after the conviction, the defendant made an application to the courts to reopen the case. The case was heard at St Albans Magistrates Court on 22nd of November 2023. Smith failed to attend the hearing and the case was proved in her absence. She was sentenced to pay a total of £866, which consisted of a £440 fine, 
£250 costs and a victim surcharge of £176. We are coming to the end of this week's news. Sunrise and sunset times for this weekend are 0804 and 15.52. On behalf of the Decorum Talking newspaper, we would like to wish all our listeners a very Merry Christmas and a happy and healthy New Year. There'll be a break in recording until the next transmission on the 11th of January 2024. Don't forget, for those with access to the internet, our news is uploaded to our website soon after the recording each week on Thursday evening. This can be found by visiting dtnhemmel.org.uk. For those who are listening to this week's news on Memory Stick, the amenities and services information follow after the final music. Please remove the Memory Stick from the player, return it to us in the pouch provided and check the pouch is securely sealed. Turn the label over and post it back to us using any Royal Mail post box. Thank you for listening. Until next time, it's goodbye from all your readers, the editor and Joe, who is your technician this week.